Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have the absolute pleasure to sit down and talk with Texas basketball strength coach Dan Roos. And Roos and I are going to sit and we're going to talk about developing a culture. And guys, in my opinion, Dan Roos is the best at this in our profession when it comes to mixing what the coach's philosophy is into how he trains his athletes and getting that buy-in and building the team from the weight room out. I really think that Roos is at the top of the mountain when it comes to this. You know, he gets into how they handle, you know, being in a new place. This is the second stop for them, both him and Coach Smart. You know, and, and we talk about how the two impact each other. We get into what steps were taken at each of the stops and, and what was the most influential things in building the cultures that they've had. He talks a lot about core values, guys, and that these are the backbones of what they do. And it's the backbone to how the kids respond both to positive and negative occurrences. You know, the, the identity of the team runs everything, and that identity is based on their core values. We talk about how the change of scenery helped, and, and it helped him learn what really mattered. What things were they looking for? What things were affected by their culture? and how they play, and how they handle the kids. That stuff right there was absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, when he got into that, I, I think that that's amazing that they can look back and see this is what was really good at stop one, now it's stop two. These are the things we're going to try to get to show up. You know, and then we get into monitoring and, and how that's fit into his big picture. You know, and it's, it, it's not that it's taking over, it's how it's assisting what they're doing. Obviously, at Texas, he has the, the luxury of working with Chris Morris, which is awesome. Uh, so this is a really, really awesome talk. It's a little different than some of the other ones, it, but it is absolutely fantastic. I really hope you guys take as much from this as I did. I, I loved it. So let's get right to it. Dan, thanks for taking the time to be on with us today, man. Yes, sir. Excited about it. Yeah, so let, let's start with there. Let's talk about how Dan Roos handles these new situations and, and where this has brought you. Good, good, good question. Good question. Um, the the first thing is, and and this is not a, this is not a knock on you know anyone in our profession. I respect what everybody does, and, and you know everyone has their own way. And the way I compare it to like football coaches and their offenses, you know, people get real personal about. You know, this is my system. This is that. Yeah, that's great and all. And you know, we we've all anybody in our fields all well read stuff. Recently read uh, Ron McKeefrey's book, and uh, it, it, you know, part of the title is, is CEO, strength coach, and you know, he goes into being an entrepreneur and a technician. And those are the three things that I'm not. I'm as far away from a CEO and an entrepreneur and a technician as anybody can get in this field. I, Programming is, is very simple, simple as dirt, I would like to say. Um, and and I, I'm not, you know, in selling my wares and doing all kinds of things like that. But, you know, I really, really, really enjoy the process of building a team. Um, and, and I think that's a year-long process. And in our field, in collegiate uh, sports, it, it's so cyclical because you're going to take a few guys away every year and you're going to add a few new guys. But 
that can drastically change the personality of your team from year to year. And, you know, when we start, you know, usually on April 1st, that's, that's the start of my year, I like to say. Um, that, that's when that begins, and that's when we start to kind of identify ourselves and, and find out what our personality is going to be. And, you know, over, over six years at VCU with Coach Smart and now our first year here at Texas, we've had seven different personalities. You know, there, there's not been one team that's, that's been like another. And so, you know, identifying that and being comfortable with who you are, which is something that, that I try to do every day, is just be comfortable in my own skin because that's what I want our kids to be. That's what I want our staff to be like and, and, and to embrace who we are. And, you know, coming here to Texas, we knew that we weren't going to look like the VCU teams, you know, the past six years just because of our personnel. It's different. We had some giants here and, and some people who are used to packing it down in the lane and, and you know, playing a pack line almost and, and not used to pressing 94 feet. So, you know, it was going to be a change. And, and, but, you know, I told Coach when, when we took the job here, like, it, it was – it's going to be a challenge, but it's something that I'm excited about doing because that's a uh, that's that's the fun part for me. And, and we talked about it before, you know. We get in the middle of the season and it feels like Groundhog Day almost. Some days, just just uh, one day after the next. Oh, who are we playing next? Oh, here's the, this is our mandatory off day. Oh, well, let's you know see if some guys would get in today. Things like that. Um, but you, as a strength coach, you got to kind of sit back a little bit, especially during this time of year. And, and kind of enjoy the fruits of your labor in a way and how far these guys have come, you know, uh, from the day we walked in here on April 8th to today. And, and, you know, are we where we want to be? No. But in this, are we ever where we want to be? No, we're never where we want to be. We, we're always trying to get better. And that's, you know, I, I would say that's for every coach in America feels that way. You know, right now I don't think anyone's sitting there going, God, we're great. Pat ourselves on the back. Good job, guys. Take the rest of the week off, and you know we'll 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 meet back up before we leave for the next road game. You know, so it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's a challenge, but it, it's my favorite thing to do, and just the the, the process that, that that involves. You know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, that's that's awesome, and uh, coming from two different scenarios, then let's talk about. The similarities and the differences. What it was like walking in, you know, down there on Franklin Street versus what it was like walking in in Austin. And, you know, let's talk about things that uh, that got you guys moving. Things that got this brand going for you guys. I, I love that. I love that. And I, I'm on. That, that walking into Franklin Street, walking down on, on Broad Street there, you know, all of us were new then, you know. I, I was new to Coach Smart. I, I'd known him before, and when he got the job, I, I kind of thought that, that that he was going to give me a call, and, and that happened. And you know, I knew from the first time we sat down and talked about, you know, and he talked about the, the holistic process of moving these guys forward. You know, not only on the basketball court in life, and, and that's something that that really resonates with me. That that was going to be a lot of fun, but at the same time, back in 2009, we didn't know who we were you know, as coaches and especially as coaches together and a coaching staff. So it was such a, 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 a learning experience in that first year um, there at VCU and just kind of feeling each other out. And, you know, we didn't know that, that 
that our system was going to become what it was there, you know, uh, and take off like that. But a big part of that was the kids. Um, you know, you, you, you remember those kids well, and I'm sure a lot of people do from, from the Final Four run, but there were some guards on that team that were highly, highly competitive. And it took us till about January of that second year to figure out that we're a little bit better when things are loose, when things are fun, when things are competitive. And uh, Coach Smart has an acronym that he still uses this day. We actually used it last week on the road at West Virginia, and it's ACL, um, Aggressive, Confident, Loose. And that's a big part of our culture here. And uh, that, that kind of took hold that January in 2011. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, went on a little run there, made a lot of shots, which also helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I talk about this a lot. Side note here, like that, 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 chemical, that chemical reaction, that dopamine that's released when you make a shot. Like you and I, not great basketball players, we can walk out on the court make a shot or two and I feel good about myself you know Mm -hmm. and it's amazing how that kind of that kind of helped move us along there and and into the buy-in and the coach of our system and uh from there it it was it was just a lot of fun and and coincidentally our year after the final four um you know we had some really competitive dudes on there that really loved to play basketball but the year after that we had just a hard hat team that had a chip on their shoulder and that, that was their personality was just Show up with your hard hat. You know, we lost all these guys from that good team. Let's let's see what we can do. And that was the most fun team to coach that we ever had. They were so balled in to what we were trying to do. And from there, the culture had established itself. You know, from there, you know, and, and I took that for granted a little bit when I got here. You know, I, I spent I spent a good four weeks with no voice here because I was teaching so much stuff that, that I hadn't taught in years because you know, these guys didn't know what we were talking about. You know, whereas at VCU, we had guys before and say, hey, you just do what he does, bud. You'll be fine. You know, and, and we, we get here to Texas and I realize that, wait a minute, none of these guys know what we're doing. You know, so it was like having 14 freshmen in a way, whereas, you know, in the cyclical nature of things, you integrate three or four freshmen a year. They can kind of see what's happening with the older guys, you know, and, and the, way I, the way I break up my weeks in the summertime is, I train the freshmen separately. It's a it's a foundational program. You know, you got got to crawl before you walk kind of thing, like a lot of people do. But on Friday, I do let them train with the older guys, and, and it's you know more of a team building thing for the older guys. But for the freshmen, it's just an absolute light speed of this is what we do. This is how we do it. And for us, we just spent the whole summer here in light speed because they didn't know and they never moved that fast. You know, we're really big on transitions and moving from one thing to the next and responding, whether it goes your way or not, how your response is, responding to negativity, responding to prosperity. You know, so if, if, if that's the case, then, then we had 14 guys here just the head spinning all summer long because of the pace of things. And uh, so it was fun. It was tiring. Um, it, was, it was the the most worn out I've been at the end of the summer in a long time, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun just building that foundation. No, that's awesome. So let's let's piggyback off that because I think that that whole transition thing is something people can learn a bit about here. Let's talk about both of those. So 
transitioning from the positive and the negative, and how does that work in? How does that fit into what you guys do, both in training and then carry over to the to practice, then ultimately performing in games? Sure, sure. Well, uh, you know, here here at Texas and at VCU, we we have uh, we have a set of core values, and, and one of those is enthusiasm. And so, we want to attack everything we do with enthusiasm, whether it's whether it's going to class, whether it's it's walking in in the meeting room before a uh, before a shoot around, things like that. You better have enthusiasm if you're around Coach Smart. And and you know that's easy to do when things are going your way, but when things are not going your way, it's when it's most needed. You know because when it when it doesn't, when things spiral out of control, that's how you get buried under some of those runs that other teams go on, things like that. But if you can have an enthusiasm about what you're doing, and, and in some ways what we try to do in the summertime is is make the mundane task fun. Um, so, so whatever it is we're doing, transitioning from one thing to the next in the weight room, or going from the weight room to the court for practice, or you know going outside to do something, getting outside of our comfort zone a little bit, we're going to make those mundane tasks fun because we're in it with our family. That, that's what it's all about. Um, and, you know, this, this kind of happened by accident um, at VCU uh, because this is, this is actually a funny story here. Um, those guys on that real competitive team um, were, were really big into a video game back then. Uh, I think it was like Call of Duty Black Ops or something. And, I mean, consumed by it, just absolutely consumed by it. Like, lives revolved around it. Like, how quick can I get back to my door to play this kind of thing? And so, you know, when, when you take things like that, you got you start to tie things in, you know, and, and use them because that team thrived off of fun and competitiveness, things like that. So. That's how we kind of got started with, with the SEAL training things and, and things like that that we do that, that are have become a part of our culture. You know, that, that gets a lot of press because the guy who doesn't like to press, as you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, you know, and so a lot of the other things I do, uh, we, we don't press. But so a lot of people think that we do that kind of thing year-round. But that's not the case at all. We spend a week. Um, with instructor McGuire every year. He's phenomenal at what he does on the team building side of things. But the most important the most important component to that is that everybody on our staff, head coach, assistant coaches, trainer, managers, graduate assistants, players, do it together. And that happened by accident the first time because I like doing things like that. You know, so I was going to do it. So Coach Smart likes doing things like that. He was going to do it. Well, if Coach Smart was going to do it, you know, those other assistants it might not be as active. They were going to have to do it, too. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of grew from there into something that, that we kind of look forward to every year. And is, is it challenging? Yeah. Is it? Are there parts that are physically hard? Yeah. Are there parts that are mentally hard? Yeah. But that's not what it's all about. It's about us all being out together embracing mundane tasks like carrying each other around or getting in freezing water and things like that that normally you wouldn't be very excited about but because you're out there with your brothers you know and it's something you're doing together that's what we get from that kind of thing it's not about oh let's train like a seal and man i want to do a thousand flutter kicks and push-ups and things like that you know we're, we're not interested in that you know um but it, it's a it's a it's a fun time and it goes right into our culture of how we're going to do things with enthusiasm and 
had fun with it. Um, and it, it just kind of uh, grew from there to where we did it in Texas this year and uh, actually enjoyed it because I could really go back to basics with it. Whereas at VCU, we had to make it more challenging each year because we had dudes in the program for four years, you know, and to the point. Our last year at VCU, I mean, I, I, I wanted them to break us. I mean, we're carrying around maps and compasses and doing land navigation. And there's these 250-pound sandbags that we're trying to carry around. And, you know, I've never been so defeated in my life. Uh, so this year in Texas is actually pretty easy since we could go back to back to some basic stuff. But the guys here still found it really tough because uh, it was new to them. <laughs> well, and especially last year with one personality in particular, I'm uh, sure yeah. that that was very much necessary. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, and that's, that is in no way a shot at that kid. That is oh, that's yeah. what made him amazing. Yeah. Is that, you know, the, the fact that, I'm just sitting here trying to think what he would have done with it, with all of that stuff, and it's uh, I don't know which which intrigues me more. You talk about somebody that makes a a joy uh, out of mundane things. Oh, I bet. Example, like oh, I bet, I bet. I, I'm just trying to figure which would have been more entertaining, watching him or Scott Day. I don't know. <laughs> well, Scott Day's your problem now. Yeah. <laughs> I love him though. He's great. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Uh, but no, I just I couldn't imagine him down in, in the racquetball courts with us. <laughs> no offense, Scott. We love you. Um, <laughs> so then let's go back because that's a pretty neat transition. So going from that team from last year to the team this year. Right. So what did you learn with round one at VCU that carried in to round two at Texas. Yep. And what do you see as, like, the things that worked at VCU, now you look back and like, well, right. this definitely won't work with these kids. Right. Great question, great question. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to pull this paper out here so I can look at it here for a second. Because um, Chris Morris and I, you had Chris on yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, he's our, our new sports scientist here at, at Texas. So we are thrilled, absolutely thrilled with, with being Coach Smart. And I really pushed, really pushed we were a little bit behind some of the other Texas schools on the sports science side of things. And so, so Chris is on board now. He's really doing a lot of stuff. And so one of the things we did was we took every player that we had over six years at VCU and, and had them on a spreadsheet. And I've got about 15 categories above them that are traits or things that we value in players. And we graded each one of these guys out, um, one to ten, you know, ten being the highest, one being the lowest on these scales. And some of the categories, for instance, are things like appreciation, teamship, competitiveness, accountability, enthusiasm, physical toughness, mental slash emotional toughness, um, and, and things like that. And I'll get into a few of those in a moment. But, you know, a big thing that we found is looking back at some of these guys and where we graded out is there were four categories that, that our culture affected the most and that we really, really could dig into a little bit more. And those were accountability, enthusiasm, physical toughness, and mental and emotional toughness. There were other categories like athletic ability, basketball ability, knowledge of the game, knowing how to play the game, basketball IQ, I'll call it, and love of the game that we could not affect with our culture. Guys either had that or they didn't. 
You know, and, and you didn't take a guy that that didn't love the game and in four years make him love the game. You know, it just wasn't going to change. And a lot of times you'll see this with, with some, of, some of your bigs in college basketball that maybe play the game because they were big, you know, and not necessarily because um, – it's just a lot of fun, you know. It's more of a more of a means to an end for some of those guys, and it, we've even had some guards that fall into that kind of thing, you know. And, and you know, basketball IQ that that's something you got or you don't, you know. Like you, you ain't gonna say, are you gonna get better over four years as a college basketball player? Yeah, but there's some guys that we looked at when, yeah, you really, really never, never, never picked up much on that side of things, you know. And, and so. Those are kind of things that we could kind of look at and say, okay, that's probably more a recruiting question, you know, than it is a culture question for us. There were there were a couple other categories that I found really interesting that our culture would grow over time, no matter what. And, and those were things like one of the terms we have in our program is wild dog, uh, and that's the thing at VCU. I wanted a pack of wild dogs, you know, it, it, packs of wild dogs. They don't care who gets the credit for the kill. You know, they're all going after the same thing. They're going after the same piece of meat. And, and that's how we want to attack people. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing that our culture would grow over time. They would take kids who were freshmen and didn't didn't necessarily display some of those traits. And it would move up year to year. Uh, the same thing for being an energy giver. That's a big term in our program. It's being able to give other guys in practice energy and, and being able to respond to some of those negative things that happens and things like that. It, you would see each year guys would, would grow in that area over time, along with coachability. Um, at, at most of our freshmen, we have a thing in, we have in, in our practice, we have a tire on the side, and it, it's got a shirt on it, so it slides on the floor. And our freshmen lead the team in tire pushes every year. Um, and the only reason you go to the tires is because you weren't coachable. You know, you weren't squared up to a coach when he's talking to you. You know, maybe he is sucked your teeth a little bit, things like that. Um, and so each year, each year those guys would learn. And it's funny, we tell them now, like, hey, next year you're going to watch so-and-so over here pushing this tire. You're going to look over here and you're going to do one of two things. You're going to laugh inside your head a little bit because that was you last year. And then you're going to come over here and you're going to pick them up and you're going to help them. You know, you're going to tell them what they did and how to fix that. And, uh. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I talked to Ryan Horn about this last night, and that's one of the challenges here at Texas so far is we do not have guys that will call out other guys. Um, you know, mo most of that's coming from the coaches still at this point. Um, and, and, you know, whether it's a generational thing where guys don't like to have their feelings hurt or things like that, but, you know, I think it's a culture thing. I, I think you, you get you get kids who understand what you want and how you do and this happens in the weight room first, and uh, Ryan and I talked about this last night. And uh, the weight room, it happens first because the weight room is more, things are more set in stone. You either got 10 reps or you didn't, bud. You know, hey, <laughs> hey you owe me a rep. You know, and players can do that kind of thing. You know, or that's not hard enough. Whereas on the court, things are so much more conceptual. You know, you're, you're, do I jump to the ball here? Or do I not? Yeah. I got to worry about myself still because I don't know if I understand all these concepts going on. And so they're still worried about themselves on the court. You know, and that's part of building the process, building the culture here is is kids who gain an understanding of the process. I mean, I've watched us over the last month get so much better at pressing. 
You know, it's just because we got reps at it. It's the bottom line. You know, there's no secret to that. Um, and so, just identifying these traits that we have, these core values, you know, along with a few other things, is uh, is a big one. You know, the most the most intriguing thing that I found since doing some of this stuff with Chris is uh, I like selfish guys. <laughs> selfish guys tend to be better players. Yep. Um, and, and you know, if your culture is strong enough it can mask some of those things where they can then, you know, identify when to be selfish and when not to be selfish. You know, mm-hmm. you've had guys on your, we've had guys too that are selfish to a point that they can't function in a team atmosphere, but you know, somewhat selfish where it's time for me to make a big shot. I want the ball. You know, that's the guys you want, yep. you know? So that's been interesting to see on this is, is, you know, really unselfish guys tend to be non-players. You know, hey, I'm just happy to be here. I, I, I like my scholarship, you know, or I like just being on the team. Um, so that was one of the interesting things we found in that. No, that is an awesome point. And I think that those initial points are things that a lot of people would say fit the culture, but I'm, I'm sure also enhanced by it. You know, when you were talking accountability and coachability right. and things of that nature. And that transcends all teams, all sports, everywhere. Right. Um, so that's that's really awesome. So then, how does that now, when we look at the guys from your time here, transcend into your time now uh, with the Longhorns? So how is Chris and, and helping you guys, and how is that affecting your plan? Um, I, I'm, like I said, thrilled, thrilled to have Chris here. You know, at, at VCU, we, we got into uh, – got into some, some different monitoring technology and things like that. You know, I'd run a, a polar heart rate system for five years, you know, um, really, really, you know, it took, took a year of playing around with it to just figure out how to work the thing, you know, then another year to kind of get things dialed in and by year three, four, five, really getting some good, good solid data, you know, and things. And then, then by last year I added in our sports science, um, guys over there, uh, Guy Hornsby, who's at West Virginia now, uh, Dr. Lee Franco, were some guys who really helped me out a lot, uh, because as you know, you know, I'm a strength coach, you know, if I bury myself in spreadsheets and things like that, I'm not as good at what I do on a daily basis if I'm lost in data, um, and so that's where Chris here has been unbelievable, you know, we, we've basically taken what we did at VCU and added in Omega Wave to that, um, which which I really like because you know we've always gotten an internal load from the from the heart rate system, but now to get a little look at that external, uh, what's going on in the rest of, in the rest of their life, you know, sleep wise, recovery wise, things like that, has been a big piece, um, and, and you know, monitoring such a hot button issue right now, and there's limitations with some people with with budget, you know, with time, with with staff, things like that. Um, and so what I would say to that is, is you know, don't jump full bore in. You know, say, say you get a job somewhere and they say, oh, we, we got all this stuff. Pick one or two things. Pick one or two metrics to look at. You know, start identifying some trends, things like that, and then don't use it as an absolute. You know, it, it's just something to learn more about your kids. You know, it's the first thing when I got the polar system, 
you know, was I learned, you know, you can't put all these kids in a box. They're different. They're vastly different, you know, um, how they recover, things like that. You know, from there, I started getting uh, VO2 max and lactate threshold done in, in a lab with my kids um, at least two times a year, sometimes four, um, for, for a couple of my, my lower ones. Um, because anecdotally, what I found was kids below a 47 VO2 had trouble finishing our individual workouts, which transitioned into three-hour practices on the court. Kids from 47 to 55 were our gray guys. They were in the middle. They didn't stand out. They didn't fall behind. And then kids with a VO2 over 55 were crushing it. They were killing it. And it was because they would, could recover from the repeated sprints. You know, Typically, VO2 is associated with endurance athletes and things like that. Um, but for our system and our culture and how we do things, a high VO2 is a big-time marker. Um, if you got a high lactate threshold to go with that, bingo, we're on to something. Um, and, and so that ability to recover from repeated sprints was huge because that's what we do. If we're going to transition from one thing to the next. We're going to be 94 feet on the court. So those kids that could recover were, were, uh, were really excelling in our system. Um, and so from there, it was easy to start identifying our problem kids. I had a kid a few years ago come in with a 39. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to do. Luckily, he had to sit out a year. Thanks, NCAA. Um, but, you know, at that point, I actually met Joel Jameson at one of your, uh, one of your clinics early on. Yeah. Um, started a dialogue with him a little bit. Uh, Ryan Horn helped me out, put me in touch with Mark McLaughlin, uh, talked to him some. Um, and at the same time, I, I was I read a Martin Rooney book um, and, and just reached out to him by email and, and was doing some stuff with him. And, and I started bouncing all these things off. And, and I was in that, like, wow, oh, do I buy a Kaiser spin bike? Like, I can't take these guys out and just run them around the track because – our season's so long, they have super huge feet that are pounding 250 pounds into the ground, like I'm scared to death, I can't do that kind of stuff, I just can't take these guys out and run, and uh, I think it was Joel who was like, oh, you got to get a versa climber, and so uh, got a versa climber to start with, and then ended up getting about four more, and uh, kind of built an aerobic strength program around that, and uh, it was uh, a lot of trial and error early on. Um, but you know, in, in basketball and especially the way we play, I think it's the most overlooked, undertrained energy system. Um, because especially in this day and age of specialization, you know, I've got kids who can't ride a bike, can't swim, you know, because they they just didn't go outside. You know, they just didn't go run around all day and things like that. Uh, they went to a basketball practice and they did twenty twos or you know suicides, things like that. Um, and so that aerobic energy system is underdeveloped a lot of times. Um, and so when we could identify that and then improve it without beating these joints, you know, mercilessly, um, we saw some we saw some big time gains. And so having Chris here um, is really big to help me move that along even further, um, especially with the addition of the Omega Wave. Um, we're real excited about some of the things we're going to be able to do with that. Uh, we've already had um, 
a lot of, a lot of good things come from that. And I'll tell you the most important thing that I've seen from that, and this can go for any kind of monitoring that you do, whether it's subjective, like a you know wellness questionnaire, you know whatever it may be. What this does is it opens up lines of communication between myself and the athletes that might not have existed, you know, because not every athlete wears their emotions on their sleeves. You know, not every athlete that walks in the door, you can just look at him and say, hmm, I don't think you slept really good last night, D. What's up? You know, some have a, have a great way of masking those things. And so this Omega Wave, you know, I can easily sit there and say, wow, your CNS is fried for the third day in a row. What's up? What's going on? You know, and, and from there we can start, whether it's, you know, nutritionally, you know, sleep, hydration, things like that. We can start attacking those things that you might not have known otherwise because some athletes, you know, they won't let on. You know, our culture, we want tough kids. You know, that, that that's what we build. And so for that reason, a lot of times with the strength coach, they're not going to let on that they're not tough. You know, so what it's done is it's opened up some new doors for us uh, with kids to, to attack some things. And I'm really pleased with that. Well, and it's awesome, too, that it opened up those doors because it then turns out to them understanding that it's not about them not being tough. Right. It, they might actually be being tougher by yes. sharing the information. Yes. Yeah, and, and Chris has a great term called owning your omega wave. And, and it fits right into our competitive guys. Is man, what do I got to do to get this thing looking right? You know? Mm -hmm. but, so you're telling me if I sleep eight hours, this will be better? You know? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> It's crazy, I know. But <laughs> you can actually score higher on this thing if you, if you sleep, bud. Yeah. If you don't booze and you eat well and, you know, yeah. drink plenty of water. Right. You know, all those crazy things that we tell you all the time. Yeah, yeah. weird, I know. Well, Bruce, I really do appreciate you taking the time out, man. This talk has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this, I mean, for people to have just a little bit of an insight into someone who does such a fantastic job with building a program and building a culture, I think that this 30 minutes is, is absolutely priceless. And I, I can't thank you enough for taking some time out in the middle of I mean, well, basketball never stops. So I mean, you're you're busy time, but it's I, I I do, man. I'm I'm really grateful for you to to take the time out, and I'm even I'm happier that we could finally do this. Yeah, you know, right. You know the whole I know what you're saying. Thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Thank you so much, and uh, and we'll definitely be in touch soon, brother. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, these are great. Uh, Austin traffic is really bad, so uh, a lot of podcasts keep me from some road rage incidents, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad we can just keep you between the two lines, buddy. Thanks again <laughs> thanks, for being on. Yes, sir. And a huge thank you to today's guest, Texas Longhorns basketball strength coach, Dan Roos. Guys, I, I think that, again, Dan does this better than Anyone that I've ever spoken with, he's shared everything openly, candidly. I can't thank him enough, A, for taking the time and, and talking with me, and B, sharing all of this to, to me and, and all of you listening. It's, it's absolutely priceless, and I, Dan, I can't thank you enough. I hope you guys did enjoy this as much as I did, and if you did, share it, guys. Any questions, thoughts, comments, leave them below. Tweet them at us. 
Shoot them at us on Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to continue dialogue and keep things going in that direction. And as always, guys, thank you for being part of what we do here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with the podcast and another great guest. Have a good one.